Hello, Star Wars Man Fam. Welcome to another trailer reaction extravaganza with Kent and Brian. Woo! We need to, we need to patent pinned this thing at some point because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's become a tradition unlike any other. Uh, we should come, patent come that up. while we're at it. Uh, we're I don't think that's been said. That. I think we are the first ones to say tradition unlike any other. Um, we're the first ones to ever do a Star Wars related podcast, too. Well, no one's yeah. ever done that mm-hmm. before. Right. Just talk about Star Wars on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, we are the official trailer uh, reaction podcast podcast of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Though, yes. So that's good. That's trademarked as well. Yeah, that is, that's patent <laughs> pending as we speak. Um, so Brian and I here to react to a little uh, teaser, another, I guess, teaser trailer mm-hmm. uh, for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9, whatever you want to call it. Um, D23 was this past weekend, and we'll probably talk a little bit about that uh, on the regular episode this week. On um, on the main feed, but um, a lot of stuff uh, Star Wars related coming out of that, and one of those was a f- the first look um, at this movie, other than the, the look they've already given us, I guess mm, the, sure. the teaser that we already have broken down for two and a half hours on the show, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, at the time there was no live stream of that, there was no photography allowed, no video. Uh, coverage allowed of the event um there was just tweets of here's what we saw on the trailer yeah um weren't sure if, how or and when it was going to come out but uh you know here monday the monday morning after the event they uh they released the trailer officially and it gives us a little bit more insight into what we could possibly expect from the rise of skywalker but if you know any of the other trailers are an indication this is just an entirely uh you know it's a fake trailer Mm. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a swerve job. It's just trying to get us to think one thing and the movie's going to be something different. Right. Um, at least that's the way they've gone so far with these, uh, these new star Wars movies. Um, they've, they've really tried to swerve, especially with the last Jedi, um, with what to expect with the movie and what it was going to be. So, um, initial reactions, man. Wasn't expecting this today. I mean, D 23 is kind of dominated my Twitter feed and, and maybe yours as well. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss, as you said, we'll discuss more of that at a later date. Uh, but I wasn't sure that we were going to get this thing. And I, I, I couldn't really tell from the Twitter stuff yesterday, if what they showed and what we now have seen, if that was more of this, like an actual, it is closer to a teaser trailer. Cause it's really only a minute of footage. And with that, the lead up, which I guess we'll talk about, but I loved, I loved the lead up. I thought that was really cool, but um, the, I didn't know if it was going to be a real trailer or if it was more of like a sizzle reel that tends to be more what they do at this kind of event like D 23. So I thought we might just have some kind of, uh, disconnected scenes that maybe don't even flow together. It's just like, Hey, look at the things we're doing. If we ever did indeed see this. So wasn't quite expecting what we got today, but I lie. I thought it was really cool. Um, it was a good, it was a good way for, I think at least for, for Disney and for, for Lucasfilm to uh, generate some good buzz. Cause I don't think that poster did what they thought it was going to do over the weekend. I thought that poster was not great compared to a lot of the incredible star Wars posters that we have seen over the years. Uh, and then, and then dropping this at the end of D 23 or after the weekend was over kind of, maybe reset the the talking points a little bit and and I think generated some buzz cuz I think this trailer is great 
that is obviously not a surprise to anyone that has listened to this show over the last seven years or whatever. I'm very much in the bag for for these movies and this vision and what Disney Lucasfilm is doing and and J.J. Abrams and all these characters and stuff. But I thought this was a really a really good minute of of footage and and connected really well. And it tells and it you're right, like it gives some stuff that is you you kind of have to sift through and figure out what is the reality and what is kind of the twist and what are they trying to make you think that whether or not that will come true and stuff. Um, so I'm pretty, I think it's, I think it's a really good trailer and I thought it was great too. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. I thought it was great to lead into it with a minute of showing where we have come to get to this point. Since this really is the, the end of um, this whole saga. I mean, the, the whole Skywalker story, this is the end of it. And so to kind of give you some lead up to remind us of where we've come from to get to this point, I loved. I thought it was a really smart decision. That footage with the, you know, just a very simple score in the background, just mm, that that gave me that gave me Star Wars goosebumps big time and uh, and did a great job, I think, of leading us to you know, a minute of, uh, of new footage. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I hope this is it though. I hope we don't get another trailer. I know we will, but I hope we don't. I hope this is all yeah. we ever see. It, I don't know if we'll get another one, to be honest. Um, uh, it wouldn't be surprise great if me we if, didn't. We, if we didn't. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, to just to your point about regarding the, uh, minute of footage, um, man, I don't know how to feel about this because, it's simultaneously, like you said, the end of a nine picture story. Um, but at the same time, it's a complete, uh, reset PR adjustment of how people think and view star Wars forever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so how are they going to simultaneously accomplish both? Um, and, you know, as much as I love Star Wars, uh, you know, a small part of me couldn't help but eye roll at the just the we've got to win every Star Wars fan back. Let's assemble every epic shot that's ever been in Star Wars and throw them in one trailer. You know, like that's how it kind of felt. But it, I mean, it is epic. Um, I it, it looked great. The footage looked great. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's some kind of indication from Disney that we're going to get a, a re-release of the original trilogy to accompany the movie uh that's been long rumored um now that they own the movie you know fox and everything um that would be pretty epic if they opened this movie i said with the the fox like um you know uh fanfare at the beginning like you would you would hear in an original star wars movie again um and so there are so many things that they they want to do with this um the question is, is do people view, you know, it's, it's association by visual association more than anything, but do people view these new, do they view Finn and Poe as epic as they do? Even like, I don't even know the prequels, but like there are some epic moments in those prequels, sure. right? Like, yeah. is that juxtaposition too vast, you know, for people to, to be all in like, this is the same story. This mm-hmm. is the, this is, you know, does it feel like one story really organically feel like one story? Um, you know, it's smart of them to show Carrie Fisher immediately <laughs> in the trailer, you know, to bring it all back to, right. To the original, the legacy characters, if you will. And, um, so it was great uh, to see that. I mean, the scale of this movie is going to be huge. Absolutely huge. You see, 
several shots of the rebel, the rebel or resistance fleet, um, you know, obviously smaller than the, uh, the, the, the first order fleet that's, you know, a hundred star destroyers deep or something crazy in this, uh, and, uh, as shown in this trailer, um, we see an epic battle between Kylo Ren and Ray that is reminiscent of the Mustafar battle of the revenge of the Sith with Anakin and, uh, Obi-Wan, um, kind of a juxtaposition of that just opposites, you know, of lava versus water, um, I don't know if it's going to be like a two hour fight like that one was, sure, but, um, sure. it seems like that's going to be the epic conclusion to this entire thing. Um, and we'll talk about the end more, but yeah, it was just, it's, they're in such repair mode, you know, and it sucks for them. Um, because they are sadly trying to win back people that already love star Wars in a weird way. <laughs> so it's a, it's an interesting kind of, mix mixture of marketing and trying to tell the most organic story to what this is. You know, it's a, it's a, I, I can imagine they didn't envision themselves being in this position when they released the force awakens, right? Like, Oh, by mm-hmm. episode nine, we're going to have to win everybody back because of the backlash of this next one. You know, um, it, it, I don't know if they would have pulled these nostalgia strings had it not been for the last Jedi is what I'm guess I'm trying to say. Sure. It, it, um, Man, there's so many directions they can go with the Rise of Skywalker thing that, I mean, it almost is like they're just begging for people like us to come on and talk about it to promote the movie, you know? Sure. It's like, let's call it the Rise of Skywalker and everybody will effing flip out because they won't know what it means. Mm. And it'll be like, just that alone will be get people in their butts in the seats, you know? Um, and so, man, in the next couple months, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, you're right. We're We're in a... Um, we're in kind of uncharted territory, at least in, I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to, I keep trying to go back and think about what it was like during the prequel era. And it's, it's hard to compare those two because social media wasn't really a thing. And it was it certainly wasn't a driving force when uh, those movies were coming out. And so it, everything kind of gets everything gets blown out of proportion with the internet. That's just a thing that happens, but it's a, I don't know. It's kind of a pressure cooker that, that, um, Lucas wasn't quite under the same kind of not restraints, but the pressures that, um, that Disney and JJ Abrams and whatnot are with this one. You're right. There's a, this is the first time certainly in the internet age that there has been, not just some negativity, but that the fan base is divided, that there's risk of Star Wars fatigue, that maybe we are in a world now where Star Wars has kind of become, <clears throat> excuse me, lesser or kind of uh, plaze. And so I don't know how they re- respond to that. So I love this trailer. Goodness. <clears throat> Sorry, um, I got all choked up. Apparently, no, yeah. I, I love this trailer, and I and I think there's some great stuff that's happening in it. But you're right; like they have a they have a much harder task ahead of them than I'm sure they ever believed that they would when uh, they bought the you know they, they bought the rights from from Lucas, and then post Force Awakens when it was just unbelievably high buzz, and 
very, very, very little negativity. And most of the negativity was, was crap. You know, it wasn't uh, anyway. Um, and then, but we're, we're just at a weird place. I, I I've said before, and I guess just to reiterate in case we do have new listeners pulling this, I still very much love, uh, last Jedi. I think it's quite a bit worse or less than force awakens and, and the best of, uh, the original trilogy and stuff, but it, for all of its faults and mm, missteps, I don't think it's a bad movie, and I don't think it's a bad Star Wars movie. But it, there's no questioning that 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 whether I'm in the majority or minority, and that doesn't really matter. There are a lot of very vocal vocal people who are who are still angry about that movie, and when you combine that with the kind of lackluster buzz and returns on Solo. It it has felt like Star Wars for the first time. Even outside the prequels, it feels more like the, it's a it's kind of a hostile, toxic place to be. A, a Star Wars, the Star Wars fanboys and fandoms and whatnot. It's just it's been a bummer for me as a lifelong hardcore diehard Star Wars person. It has been a whip to just kind of not feel like I can talk about Star Wars with people for fear that it's going to turn into an ugly conversation, you know? And so they're, they kind of have, I, I think you're right. They have a hard task to, it, it's like a three part thing. It's like, well, number one, we gotta, we gotta satisfy, um, the, the new viewer, right? We've got to, we've got to try to bring in some, continue to try to bring in people to star Wars because this is a huge brand that, that we're building a big chunk of our operation around. And we got to make sure that the people who weren't, nerds about star wars when the original trilogy came out or like me that were you know born when and you both of us were born at the very tail end of the original trilogy and just kind of carried that over um what do we do with the the 20 year old or whatever that maybe doesn't have any nostalgia for that so we got to try to do that we have to satisfy the 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 people like us the hardcore star wars nerd fanboy and all that sort of stuff and then the other side of that is you've got to find a way to um you got to reach younger viewers too because that that has been a concern of late it's, i've seen a couple of different articles about how star wars doesn't have near as much of a brand hold on younger audiences as you might expect and as certainly as disney expected when they when they started this whole thing so this movie's got a lot of pressure on it, and there's a lot of different things that it needs to accomplish. And you know whether or not that happens is is who knows. We won't know until December. But I think you're right. Like I think that trailer kind of would you say that trailer kind of sums up all three of those things? Like trying to yeah. find a way to appeal to all three groups. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's why I'm 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 I guess I'm more I don't know skeptical than I've ever been going into a Star Wars movie. Um, with this one, just because there's so much they have to accomplish with it. Um, mm. And, you know, I thought the same thing going into The Force Awakens, though, and I felt like they accomplished probably four out of the five things that they needed to do with that movie, you know? Mm. And very successful on and pretty much all fronts. Um, which leads me to, where are they going with this? Um, you know, this trailer is supposed to give us an indication more of storyline uh direction um there's been talk for months that we're going to get answers to Ray's lineage in this movie 
Um, you know, they said that last time uh, as well, though. Um, there has been leaks. I don't know if you call them leaks, but official announcements regarding the toy lines that there are Sith toys out there. You know, there's Knights of Ren stuff mm-hmm. out there. So that's going to be a big player in this thing. Um, but you talked about bringing in a new audience and you talked about having, giving kids, you know, something that they can attach themselves to with these new movies. Um, and, you know, I feel like if they go the direction with Ray that they're teasing here, that's just complete betrayal of that. <laughs> you know, I agree. Uh, yeah. For, for Ray to be Darth Vader or to go to the dark side at the end of this and like, Oh, it's your destiny to be, cause you're a Skywalker and Anakin turned into Darth Vader. And that's, it's all, you know, it rhymes. It stings. It's poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> um, it's, there was no Ray. There was no episode seven. And it doesn't happen like that. Um, George, can you just go? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Got to go to food court. Um, the, uh, you know, I just feel like, you know, forgiving young girls of a, a role model, to have it end right, up this right, way right. is like yeah. the worst possible way this could have happened, you know. But and you know, simultaneously, if Ray doesn't end up a Sith or you know, turning to the dark side or her teaming up with Kylo and them taking over the galaxy, whatever it is, then she, then Luke wasn't the last Jedi, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just a big, you know, a betrayal of what that movie set up. So. I don't know. It's a very, it's, I, I, you know, I think that the Ray as Darth Vader that we see in the trailer is like a vision or like some kind of flashback sure, or, you know, sure. I don't think it's going to even come to fruition. I don't see her. I don't know. They even have the Darth Vader, like, like sound in here too. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, the breathing sound. And then they play Ray's theme at the end of the trailer, like hinting that Ray, this is all right. I don't know, but like I said, it could be just a giant swerve job to get people in the seats. And then mm-hmm. I just, it, if this trilogy thing ends any other way than Skywalker, uh, uh, Ray, whoever it is leading the resistance to victory, then I'm, mm-hmm. then I think that's a complete betrayal of star Wars. You know, like I think it has to end exactly how star Wars ended, you know, with a giant victory medal sure. ceremony and, mm-hmm. And we all go home happy. Yeah. You the know? Ewoks sing a song and yeah, it's, yeah, it's better. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I think this is, I think the Ray stuff is, um, if not a, a dream sequence or, or something like that, then it's a, I do, I should say, I do not think that Ray ends this series as a Sith Lord or, teamed up with Kylo destroying the universe or ruling the universe or whatever. This is that bit to me is either it, it, it's either a, a, uh, a dream sequence or it's I'm pretending to be a Sith so that I can infiltrate or Kylo, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or maybe even, and, and maybe this is even the most logical thing. It's at some point we see her transition to the dark side. And then the third act is about, her coming, coming out of that to, out. you know, lead the resistance. Well, there, there is, so. there is, you know, this movie is supposed to take place, you know, the last Jedi took place immediately after the force awakens. This is right. supposed to take place years after. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe this movie starts out with her mm-hmm. right, and Kylo and the Knights of Ren all on one team, just wreaking havoc. And then she finds, you know, finds back. Her, yeah. Like you said, just discovers her truth later in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, 
and that's what we see later. But that's that's a great point. So I think that's where we're we're headed. Yeah, like like you said, I I'm a, mm, I won't say more than you. I'm I think I'm more open minded than the average Star Wars fan on where this movie can go and how it can end and and all that sort of stuff. I as I've said before, I do not. It's not that I don't care. I, I don't have the same level of uh, interest or need to know about Ray's parents that the internet seems to have. Um, that's not, I don't, I still don't, I don't believe that's the story that this series is trying to tell. Now, whether that comes as part of this last movie or not is, you know, I don't care. It's fine. Either way, I'm fine with it, but I'm not going to walk away being pissed if we don't find out that Ray is Luke Skywalker's daughter or, Kylo Ren's sister or Obi-Wan Kenobi's niece or any of these things. I don't, that's to me, again, that's not what the the movie, that's not the story that this series is telling. So I don't need that. And there's other things that I'm like, I don't have to have this answer for me to enjoy this series. It does not have to go this direction for me to be happy with where this goes. Um, but I, but there's a lot that needs to be that still has to be wrapped up in the right way done in the right way for this movie to feel successful right and for the series to end on a high i've always felt like last jedi the grade on last jedi is almost an incomplete until we see what rise of skywalker does because it's like that is going to if abrams is able to take some of the themes that were put forward in last jedi and use them to his benefit for Rise of Skywalker instead of having to kind of push back against them. Uh, I think ultimately we we see Last Jedi as a better movie than we did in the moment. And again, I you know I still very much like that movie. It's not I'm not down I'm not that down on it the way um, it seems like more people are. But it, regardless, Ray is is. Regardless of her her backstory or her history or where she comes from or whatever, she's kind of the fulcrum for this whole thing, right? Like it, she yeah. has to come out, um, not even necessarily like she has to be victorious, but she has to come out uh, looking good when this all when this thing is all all said and done, or that will make it feel like um, I think a bit of a disappointment or like we've betrayed the foundations of what force awakens establish. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's my hope. Uh, that's most people's hope with this, you know, redemption, um, clarity. Uh, I have tremendous faith Mm -hmm. more in JJ Abrams than I do star Wars and the machine around him, Mm. because I think he has the instincts and the, um, I don't know the restraint to make this thing work. Um, but I mean, all, I don't know. I'm just so conflicted about the Palpatine, like bringing all that stuff back. And with the, you know, unless this is so the ending of this, it has to be so perfect, you know, for this to all work in my opinion, because it's just such a reach to, to go to pull back unless, I don't know, unless I'm like in the first board meeting for uh, The Force Awakens, I'm like, all right, well, this all ends up with Palpatine coming back and then, you know, mm-hmm. Snoke dies mm-hmm. and this whole, you know, uh, because 
from what we've talked about on the show, when they made the Force Awakens, they left it open ended on purpose. Like, yeah, let's set the stage and see what Ryan does with it, and we'll go from there. And then, I just don't envision this ever being the plan. And how much of it will feel like really genuine to what this story should be? And if it does, if we come out of this, it's like, wow, that just really wrapped up the the you know the Empire Strikes Back, like mm-hmm. things that far mm-hmm. back. It just really felt like we got everything wrapped up or is this just going to feel like another sequel that doesn't really end anywhere that's kind of still leading to another star wars movie somewhere down you know yeah um that's what i'm nervous about is that it's less of a conclusion and more of a let's right the wrong let's bring back characters people love let's give us great action sequences um funny moments you know what string stray a lot more towards the humor side of things and yeah. lightheartedness and all of that um rather than making it as solid as solid a movie as it can be you know mm-hmm. and i don't know Lawrence Kasdan's involvement with this this one but you know he seemed to from the writing side of things get the voice of star wars sure and so you know if he's if him and jj wrote the script and i'm i've got faith that it'll be mm-hmm. it'll feel like mm-hmm. star wars yeah, no, I totally agree. I, if if this doesn't work, I think that's the, <clears throat> gosh, that's the takeaway from from this whole thing of like maybe this is what do you learn from this? How do we you know how do we move on? How do we do better next time or whatever? If this doesn't work, the lesson that should be taken is if you're going to do something this grand in scale and that has this much of a following and um that it, you know this is the biggest thing in the world it's the biggest franchise in the world pre avengers and i don't know we'll see maybe after it, it, regardless it's a huge 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 thing and if you're going to do a huge 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 thing like that you have to have a master plan going in and they've kind of i, I don't know man i've seen it it seems like they i've seen things on on both sides of that it seems there was not it's very clear that there was not a a master plan here from step A to step Z. Here's all the things that we're going to do through the course of these three movies. And yeah, obviously that's, you're going to have uh, things that aren't listed on there that would get, you know, added in, but that the, the broad strokes were going from A to Z. Here's what we're doing. I don't, I think it's pretty clear that there was not that from the beginning, but it also, I've, I've seen enough to suggest that there was more, maybe more, uh, big picture planning than what we perhaps have been led to believe when Last Jedi came out. I still think, uh, I think Ryan Johnson was kind of, kind of took one for the team in some ways of being the one who's kind of has to be responsible for doing some of the dirty work that, uh, and, and taking the heat from, I don't mean the regular fans like us, but I mean the, the gross toxic, fanboys uh taking a lot of heat from them to push the you know progress this story as far as its themes and its narratives and all that sort of stuff and i think that ended up being a part of not what's wrong with the last jedi at all but like so much emphasis is put to try to to deal with those things that some of the story got left to the side or 
or whatever the casino planet is is still not very good and all that all that kind of thing i I just think i think there was maybe more than what we what we have been led to believe in terms of picking out the you know painting the broad strokes and having a vision from start to finish but it's not enough it's not um it's not like uh, i said lord of the rings it's not uh jk rowling with the harry potter books where she very she had a very clear plan from start to finish Mm -hmm. this is where we're going to be to start this whole thing off this is where we're going to end and here are a lot of of the the broad strokes and the story that's going to take place between now and then and she had a a very clear vision from from uh start to finish and i don't think that that was done with as much uh i I don't think enough emphasis was put on that from the beginning and and maybe that's uh, again, part of maybe part of that is we're going to bring in somebody else to to kind of do the the dirty work and take the heat from um, from the the gross side of of the fanboy sector. And maybe part of it was just JJ wasn't sure that he wanted to do this whole thing or whatever. Whatever happened doesn't really matter. Um, I wish that I think that will be the takeaway if 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 this movie turns out to be God forbid bad. But even if it's just okay or something like that, that I think that's going to be our takeaway of man. I wish, I wish they would have gotten in a room for a month and really planned this out from start to finish, so that we didn't have these kind of dips in the narrative and the tone and the themes and all that kind of stuff that we may end up we may end up having. So, yeah, you know what I I think the only foresight they really had with this, you know, in terms of planning out the end of the Skywalker saga was Ray is a Skywalker. And at the end of this, she's going to be, you know, victorious. Like that's really mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then here you go, Ryan, you know, take this and, and, you know, as long as I can get there at the end of this, as long as I can take Ray back to being victorious, like, I don't care what you do with it, you know, because that's really all the, the only place this has to go is, mm-hmm. Ray has to defeat Kylo. Um, and that's still po- definitely possible with this. Um, it's, you know, I've always thought it was a Luke Leia situation with, with Kylo and, sure. and Ray, um, the twins, the whole Skywalker thing and, and him betraying his past and killing Han Solo and, you know, Leia being his mom, who's the Skywalker and in him betraying the Skywalker name and all that she's going to take it to heart and, you know, take it on and, and, you know, remember there's going to be, there's going to be flashbacks and like ghost Luke is going to be in this, like, remember your past and, you know, all this, like you're a Skywalker, you know, and all this, it's going to be a big epic, like her realizing her identity and taking it, you know, honoring the legacy of her fallen father or whatever it is, you know, all this stuff. And it's going to be, it's going to be emotional. I think it's yeah. going to be very emotional. I think it's going to be like tears are going to flow for some people. And, and I think it, you know, that's to me the only foresight that they had, you know, that's why Snoke doesn't matter. That's why what happens with Rose Tico doesn't matter. It's why it's all stuff that people get angry about. But at the end of the day, if this thing ends up where we hope it'll end up, I'm willing to forgive a lot of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, you know, once we have the context of this movie, it will give a lot more clarity to, mm-hmm. you know, the first two films and what this whole entire nine film thing meant to everybody. Sure. Um, and in considering they don't have to end this a certain way, mm-hmm. like they felt like they had to with, with the uh, revenge of the Sith. Um, and yeah. you know how the last 10 minutes of that is just like, Oh, Luke has to be on Tatooine. Now, 
you know, Leia has to be on, right, right you know, right. with her parents and like, you know, like he has to be Vader and like all these things had to end to where to set up, uh, you know, uh, a new hope where that starts considering this is open-ended. I think yeah. they can really end it wherever. Um, and That's whatever feels point. the most organic. Um, but to your point earlier of, of just the planning and I've heard Ryan Johnson wrote this, wrote the last Jedi before the force awakens even came out. And, I don't know if that's the right approach because I feel like you do have to gauge the fan base a little bit on what, what characters people are attached to and what characters yeah. people want to see more of. And I think they do have the benefit of hindsight with this one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. To, to write this movie and produce this movie after the first two and all the, all the hindsight that they do have on making those two and the experiences that they've gained mm-hmm. with the failure of solo and rogue one, uh, you know how that did and everything. I think it's only going to, it's only going to serve the better. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and the other, and, and then we need to, I guess we need to break down the actual trailer, but Ryan Johnson, I think you have said this at some point and I totally agree. It made, I think Ryan Johnson is a, is a brilliant filmmaker and a, a great writer and all of these things. It may just be that he has a hard time playing in someone else's pool, you know? And that, that's, I think that may be as much a problem with last Jedi as anything else is that, he's not creating his own thing. He's kind of working within someone else's system. And I don't mean Kathleen Kennedy and Disney Lucasfilm system. I mean, this whole saga and JJ Abrams lead in and JJ Abrams closing and all that sort of thing. It's, there are people who are really good at creating their own thing that aren't good at working with someone else's thing. You know, it's like Quentin Tarantino, the, that's why the the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek thing has never made sense to me. Is like he doesn't he doesn't want to work in someone else's world. That's not how Quentin Tarantino does things. He wants to create his own world, literally. You know, I mean, uh, with Inglorious Bastards and and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like he literally is creating his own world, at least in terms of the events that transpire and stuff. That's how he wants to be. And I think Ryan Johnson is the same way. It's why I've never been, even with the the reception on Last Jedi, I've never been too concerned about this Ryan Johnson trilogy that kind of hangs out there in the balance. Because I think, gosh, that thing, he's for real going to get to just do what he wants to do and create his own story and not have to to work within someone else's system. And I think that's that just ultimately is is probably what he's best at. And that will be, um, I think that will, I don't know, maybe I'm too optimistic on that, but I think that's, we will say that when that, those movies ever see the light of day, we'll be like, well, yeah, these are way better than that because he just got to do his thing. So, but anyway, do you want to talk about the trailer and break this thing down? Yeah. Anything specific you wanted to, to touch on? I kind of touched on a couple of some of the shots that they had in mm-hmm. it. Um, we do get a, a, a shot of, you know the gang back together. Um, yeah, between uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray. Uh, so that's cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, not much other than that. You know, a couple sure. of shots of some droids. Uh, you know, there's a shot of of Leia. Like I said, it'll be that's her great. her final performance and mm-hmm. some footage that they had of her that didn't get used. So that's cool. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, that's that's really all I had. I mean, there's only like you said, maybe maybe a minute mm-hmm. of of unseen stuff and it's a lot not a lot of dialogue um at all if yeah, anything there's a voiceover totally. of i think palpatine or somebody but yeah no i think it's cool to see the team assembled and i I've, i love the 
the combination of the original trilogy characters with the new. And so that scene where they come over the hill and it's it's Poe and Finn um, and Ray, and then you've also got Chewbacca and C-3PO there. I think that's really cool. That's when C-3PO been... had like red eyes. Too. Yeah, was somebody cool. was calling him Darth 3PO on our, on our Facebook feed. So oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see what happens with that. But I think that's one of the things that this, this series has done really well is is kind of blending those two sets of characters together uh i've said before i think the the scene in force awakens that that still gets me the most like gives me goosebumps and maybe makes it a little dusty is as towards the is at the very end when um ray hops in the pilot's chair of of the the millennium falcon and and chewbacca just kind of gives her the nod like yeah this is your ship now i love that stuff i think it's it's really done quite well to make those two sets of characters work together and kind of um, handing over the franchise to the new, the new class. Uh, I love that sequence. A very short scene of the, the resistance ships coming out of hyperdrive or whatever. I thought that was cool. That's always been a, a favorite thing of mine in in Star Wars is, is the ships coming in and out of hyperdrive. I just think it looks really great on screen, and Abrams totally gets that. Uh, yeah, you mentioned three PO's eyes. That's I'm interested to see what happens with that and some cool battle sequences and and everything. I'm I'm pumped, man. I, I think I think that's a great trailer. But, you know, as I said at the beginning, I'm I'm very much I'm very much biased and in the bag on this stuff. Yeah, I think the general sense uh, on this movie is just going to be how much does the general public really care about this anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Do they really care about Rey and Kylo and how it ends? Mm-hmm. Um it could, you know, it could go either way. <laughs> and to be honest, you know, I thought people would be in on Solo, and then they weren't. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I just don't, I don't know anymore what to what, you know, how it's going to do. Uh, will it be good? You know, I have more faith that it's going to be better than, than The Last Jedi. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be good. I, I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be the best, but I think it's going to be Return of the Jedi level good, you know, mm. um, where it's. It's a, it's it's a B plus to an A minus kind of thing, um, and if it's anything better than that, I'll be very happy. Sure. <laughs> if it, sure. this thing's an A plus, I'm 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 going to be the first person to come out here on the air and uh, mm-hmm. admit that. Yeah, give it the give it the rating. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see the reception on it too. I don't think it's going to be as big as Force Awakens was. I'd have to go look and see what Last Jedi made. I can't even really remember because there's just been so much other stuff that has swallowed up too much of of the last jedi story i think solo is the outlier i think that taught them some lessons about what stories the audience does and does not want to hear and i also it's weird to me the number of people that i've talked to over the last year and a half uh since solo came out that have said something to the effect of hey i watched solo the other day on netflix and it was like a lot better than i thought it was gonna be and i'm like well why didn't you see it in theaters well you know i just and there's all these weird things that go into, I think, the the reception on on Star Wars and, or excuse me, on Solo, and why it wasn't a bigger deal than it was. Why it was actually like legitimately a, a, a flop when you consider how much money got put into yeah. it. Yeah. And we talked before. It's just it's a it's one of the few cases where the behind the scenes stuff bled into the reception of the movie for the general public because ninety. Five percent of the time when we know stuff that's happening behind the scenes and oh that movie's been delayed three times or they've changed directors or whatever we know that stuff because it's kind of our job and we're involved in it 
constantly. And the average moviegoer doesn't. It very rarely bleeds over into mainstream news the way that Solo did with with the switch from Lord and Miller to to uh, to Ron Howard. And and that I don't think there's any for me at least. I don't think there's any question that that had a, a pretty significant effect on the reception of that movie and why so many people didn't go to see it in con- conjunction with it came out five months after the last star Wars movie and the last star Wars movie had so much weird and sometimes bad buzz around. And it just was a, a strange environment in which to try to drop a movie, especially a standalone movie that wasn't part of this. It wasn't as much of a canon part of this whole story and so yeah anyway, i don't think solo is the the marker i think you're i think it's talking i think they're looking something closer to like rogue one which was like over a billion and last jedi which i thought it was 1.3 1.3 okay. it cost the last jedi cost according to box office mojo 317 million mm. plus 100 or 200 marketing sure um i mean they came out on the positive, but not by much uh, in their estimation of what they were going to be. Right. You know, certainly I mean, these nothing movies, compared to Force Awakens. Right. These movies really, you know, when something like Avengers Endgame makes $2.8 billion, you really are relying to make that much money on repeat viewings from people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think The Last Jedi had anyone, very, very few people repeat viewed that one. Um, Probably the least of any Star Wars movie, just because the, the taste was so sour. It was denial, you know. It's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's like I need to, I need time to process this. And the solo came out. It's like, nope, still haven't processed it, you know. And a lot of people, maybe by the time this one comes out, have come to terms with what it is, what it means. And I think just the timing was bad for everything. And mm-hmm. and you know, I probably would have guaranteed coming off the hype. We got to remember the hype of the Force. The Force Awakens was so yeah. high, unbelievable. And yeah. Rogue One was was well received. Yeah, absolutely. It was not sure. great, but it was like okay, this is a good side piece movie, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so for this movie to only have made one point three is a, is a huge disappointment. <laughs> I would have guaranteed, you know, going into the, the Last Jedi that it would have made two billion. Easy, you know. Yeah, I would. Yeah, sure. I would have guessed. I would have said, if I was Disney, I would guess that on their whiteboard, you know, they had written as their goal as like 1.5 billion. That's that would kind of be the like a safe, like yeah, like not even necessarily like. Well, that's the mark we have to hit for this to be successful. But like, here's our goal, guys. This is what we're going to. Anything over this will be gravy. But this is kind of what we're we're trying to hit at, and they and they fell short of that. So yeah, um, that's. I think you know that's what, closer to what we're looking at on this one. Like again, if in the whiteboard example, I, I would say I would guess that the whiteboard on this one is they're they're writing down like 1.25 billion instead and trying to say, okay, if we get over that, we're hopeful we're going to get over that. But if we don't, that's kind of the that's the goal we're we're, we're headed towards. You know, um, it, it, this past weekend, uh, we'll end on this, uh, but. Uh, and wrap it up. We do have more podcasts coming this week, by the way, if you want to. So many more. Um, lots and lots of stuff to talk about. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Mandalorian trailer dropped this weekend as yeah. well. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to do this movie a service or a disservice if that is well received, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. how many people are going to watch the Mandalorian, maybe love the Mandalorian and then be like, oh, the Rise of Skywalker wasn't even as good as the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It's on TV and all this crap. I just, oh, I don't want that, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 
it, you know, it's it's after seeing the Mandalorian trailer, it is disappointing that we can't see that on a big screen because mm-hmm. it's it looks pretty daggum cool. You know, yeah. I might have to get a bigger TV just to watch <laughs> that. But um, yeah, I don't know if if having successful TV shows is gonna make the movies seem less special and good and make less money or, or vice versa. You yeah, know? sure. No, I think it could work in their favor. <clears throat> I think it could be a thing where if that show is as good as it looks and the buzz on that is really, really strong that you could win back some of these, some of the fans that have, that walked away from last Jedi with kind of a, a bad taste in their mouth and they could say, man, this is what they're doing on TV. Then woof, I can't wait to see what they're going to do on the big screen, you know? And that that yeah. leads into hopefully a bigger a bigger return. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, it's been good to talk about this. We don't know if there's going to be another trailer or not between now and December. But if there mm. is, you can count on Brian and I <laughs> making the time out of our daily lives to talk about Star Wars. That's always right. always make time for that. Absolutely. But uh, if you want more from us, we also have a Patreon VIP. We, we do throwbacks there. Probably do. Maybe a Star Wars retrospective discussion for the VIPs uh, before yeah. the before this movie comes out, this next movie, and and all of that, and Disney Plus combos and all that will be will be happening as well. So madaboutmoviespodcast dot com slash vip if you want to sign up for that. But where can I find you on the internet? Beagle. You can find me on the Twitter Beagle twelve. You can find my writing madaboutmoviespodcast dot com and the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter. Kent, where can I find you? Find uh, us and me on madaboutmoviespodcast.com and all of our episodes are on there as well. Um, but until next episode, be Gil. See you at the movie.